Well, here we are back again. Happy New Year's to all of you guys, as well as the boys over here. I haven't had a chat with you guys in a while now, a couple weeks now. Um, welcome back to the uh, Blue vs. Green show uh, slash podcast slash uh, misery channel, uh, as it seems to be this season. <laughs> um, before we continue, make sure you guys like, rate, share, and subscribe. Um, hit that comment section. Hit us up with comments. Um, love to chat with you guys um, so that we can you know, get to know each other and rant and rave about everything good and bad and ugly on the Jets and Giants side. Gentlemen, I am joined by Walt and Jose. It's been a while since we've done this. We ended up skipping week 16, unfortunately, uh, but we were back with week 17. It didn't really seem to change too much. Our seasons were already over, but how have you guys been doing? How's your New Year's? Uh, Not too bad. Not too bad. It's been a good New Year, um, honestly. Uh, for myself and Walt, I uh, moved our our parents down here to Atlanta into a nice little house to get them out of the apartment that they've been in for a long time. Yep. Give them a, a little bit of extra slice of retirement, uh, a little bit of sunshine. So uh, we just got down here a couple of days ago. They're nice and settled. They just signed their lease. So uh, life's been pretty good. But we've been busy for the awesome. holidays, which is why we haven't seen y'all for a bit. But no, it's all awesome. Positive awesome. thing. Yeah. That's part of the reason why we didn't have one last week because the holidays, especially this year, has been very, very busy. So, you know, it is what it is. In a good and way. I unfortunately was down with the stomach flu, so I couldn't even give you guys a solo show. Yeah. Um, well, uh, interesting couple of weeks we've had um, over here in New York with the football. Um, we saw a couple of some, you know, some wins, some some losses and stuff, but none of it mattered because we already we were already out of the uh, – postseason um and everything is more of a already look ahead to the next season um what uh why don't we go around and kind of talk a little bit about week 16 week 17 give me your thoughts give me your good bad and ugly on what you guys think what you guys can remember from the games uh again considering how crazy it's been i'm sure that the uh mind's a little bit foggy but um yeah go ahead who wants to go first i can i can kind of start here i think i'll start maybe week 16 uh with our New York Jets, I think they played the earlier game, right? They played the Christmas game. The I'm Christmas Eve game on the Christmas 24th, game. I believe. Yeah. And then we got the Christmas Day game. Right. The Jets, the Jets versus the Commanders. I think it's this is all gonna kind of blur together, like you said, because the last couple of weeks, I'm not gonna call them entirely right. meaningless. Right. They're all but meaningless, right? Because they're gonna con- you know continue into next year, whatever draft picks we get, and we're gonna see what these teams have to offer in the end of the season. But like a lot of the good, I mean, the, the best thing we've seen over the last couple of weeks, I feel like, is the, to me at least, emergence of Brees Hall as a true superstar running back, like a true multi-tool, a la Christian McCaffrey, a la Saquon Barkley type running back who can, you know, hit the running lanes and like just knock shit out of the park with uh, with big runs. And also the way he's been catching the last couple of weeks and featured in the offense as a wide receiver as well, or like out of the backfield and catching the ball um has been showing off that two tool ability like to really establish himself as somebody that um you know i've talked all season about how i think garrett wilson is the best player on this offense um Brees is trying to take away that title the last couple of weeks by doing some historic things obviously honestly right because uh him having over i think 90 yards rushing 90 yards passing as he did uh, last week against the commanders if i'm not mistaken um, yeah yeah, yeah is, 95 close to 100 right kind of i think it's uh what was it? He's he's got two of those already in his career. And I think the record is three for mm-hmm. an entire career. And I think it's like Walter Payton, like somebody yeah. who's an absolute legend, right? So he's establishing himself as an incredible offensive weapon. He's he's getting those gritty yards that Robert Sala was talking about, right? He's he's making those plays and breaking a couple of tackles to get those big runs. So that's been kind of a beautiful thing to see in the last couple of weeks. The bad has been. For the first time all season, I kind of have to say, like, semi-consistently, the last couple of weeks, the defense has been kind of bad. And by the standard that they set, I think, right, they've still been okay. Yeah. Yeah, but agree. with that second half against the Commanders, like, what a freaking nightmare. The fact that they let them in, back into the game in that way. And we got to talk about the coaching, obviously. We've got to we, – there's there's no avoiding talk about that anymore at this point. With this point – at this part late in the season, seeing a second half collapse like that and then – uh, getting completely out out coached this past week by the Browns. I mean, 
I guess that's kind of a good and a bad and an ugly because I, I like Joe Flacco and I'm happy to see him succeeding with the Browns, but I'm not happy to see him succeeding against us with the Browns, especially when he, he wanted us to give him a call early in the season and we'll talk about offensive lines and all that. Um, but, I mean, the ugly has has been penalties in the offensive line, same as it has been all season with the, with, the, with the Jets, right? Yeah, it's been pretty bad. It's been pretty bad. <laughs> pretty bad. Um, as far as the Giants are, are have been concerned, I mean, last week was I wouldn't I don't want to say it was expected. It was a competitive game, and they actually made something of it against the Eagles. Eagles having their own troubles the last couple of weeks. I think the good has definitely been y'all have gotten. I mean, the defense has been has been fantastic all season. They continue to be good the last couple of weeks, right? They've been keeping y'all in games in spite of what the score says, turnovers, and all of that. Um, and I mean, the wide receivers have have emerged, I think, a little bit in the last couple of weeks and started to not give y'all a true number one, but a lot of really, really great number twos until somebody can really establish themselves there, I think. I think Slayton is obviously trying to establish himself as a number one, but not not quite there yet. Some spectacular catches, though. Right. Um, and then for me, this is going to be controversial, but I got to say that. The bad has been we I think we're gonna have to start calling out the coaching staff on what they're doing in the clutch because that has not been solid the last couple of weeks. Okay. At all. Definitely definitely I mean, something to talk about there. Because I know that that's a, like I said, a hot take maybe, but I think we're I gonna have to talk so. about that with the Giants. And the ugly, again, the offensive line. Enough said. So like I, I put my two-week rant in there. Like, what about you? What about y'all? Um, let, let, let me take this one on real quick. Uh, I'll, I'll, uh, uh, keep it sweet and short. Uh, the, the good is I think that the, uh, giants are, um, kind of showing a little bit of the old bones that we had in the, in, in last year's season. Um, the last season, the previous season, um, things finally kind of put getting put together. Unfortunately, a little too, little too late. We had two really good competitive games. Um, uh, and it would have been nice to, to have pulled one or both of them, both winnable games, but we didn't. Um, the bad for me, uh, is really with the jets because with the jets, to be honest, um, it's been pretty bad all season, but I don't know. I feel like, you know, that win against the commanders is going to end up hurting you guys. It's it's meaningless. I know that we don't talk about tanking, but one team is tanking the right way. One team is tanking the wrong way. Um, get a little bit into that a little bit later. Uh, and I think the ugly, the ugly is still going to be both of the O-lines. I agree with you. The O-lines have been really, really bad. I think, especially with the Jets, the penalties have been insane. I can't believe that. By, this is now the end of the season, and the penalties are as bad as the first week. So uh, that's really, really bad. There has been there doesn't seem to be an improvement. So even if you are starting from the bottom of the trash heap, um, you should at least see some sort of improvement in some area at the um, by the end of the season in in certain regards. You know, um, like I said, if it, it feels like the Giants are putting it together, and now it's you know just a little too little too late with the Jets, it still seems relatively the same as it did in the first week you know so you still have your qb issues um we'll get into that as well but but with the penalties killing yourself the same stoic look on the sidelines you guys you know i think that the uh the the biggest issue really with the jets is the coaching staff um some of these games i don't understand how there is zero emotion on the sideline from the coaching in like, it's just, I, I don't get it. Like, I'm just flabbergasted. So, um, and Walt, what about you? Your little uh, rant before we get into the actual discussion? Yeah, I, I have a take on on penalties, especially when it comes to Jets, but we can discuss that a little bit later. Um, the good for me, I mean, you know, I, I guess you can say the competitiveness, the competitiveness of the Giants continuing um, to kind of battle through these games, um, even though, like we we all said already, these are meaningless games. Um, the Jets as well. I, I think the Jets defense. Um, it's it's come to the point where they're just so freaking tired from the entire season that you you're starting to see them break down. And I, I think that's you got to give the Jets defense a pass because they've been they've been playing their asses off the entire season. So you know it's it's kind of understandable seeing towards the end. 
meaningless games. They're they're not playing with that same intensity that they had um, maybe at the beginning of the year. Um, but they're still fighting. And, you know, um, in terms of the bad, the bad is, is still going to continue, especially for the Jets. There's no way that the commanders should have been in that game. None whatsoever. Um, and then the Browns, the Browns is what it is. It's it's funny because the Browns are the antithesis of what the Jets are, right? The Jets are a battered team, a team that, you know, um, lost their, their quarterback early on. But guess what? So were the Browns. But you can see the different directions that both or- those organizations took to get to where they are now. Um, and the ugly, let's say it, offensive line. Offensive line is, I, I believe – especially in that for the Jets in that Browns game, they were down to five healthy linemen on their entire roster. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, there is no way that you can win when you're, when you're talking about that. What is it? The, the 15th different, um, you know, combination on the offensive line that they've gone through. Right. Already. right. You can't win games that way. You know, offensive lines need continuity. They need consistency. That's not something that the Jets have. So, um, and likewise for the Giants. But the Giants are getting healthy, and you're seeing their O line play a little bit better. So, you know, yeah. it is what it is with these two teams. You know, we're 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 definitely into tankathon. We're definitely into 2024. That's that's where we are with the two New York teams right now. Well, so let's go ahead and get into our discussion. I think that we need to talk about the Jets first uh, while I formulate my rebuttal already to your uh, controversial hot take on the Giants coaching <laughs> um, with the Jets. I mean, all right. So the week. So let's go ahead. Uh, you know, the most recent game, obviously, this honestly astounding game by Joe Flacco on the Browns. You know, as you guys can see there, the uh, the Browns win 37 to 20. And then the previous week, the Jets win 30 to 28 in an extremely ugly game that I think that it seemed like the Jets were really just trying to give away the game. And we still ended up winning the game. Um, the commanders should have never, ever been in that game. But here's here's where I, um, you know, this is this is kind of like my thing with the Jets right now. Um the the defense does look beaten up and yeah. and not just physically beaten up. Actually, I don't think that they look physically beaten up. They just it's more mental. It's it's a mental thing, and it's mm-hmm. you know, like you can only carry a team, you know, uh, uh, for a season for so long. I don't think that there's any team that, that has a a phase of their 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 team that is solely responsible for the entire season's victories, right? Um, you know, usually it's you can you can say that the Patriots defense carried them 60-70% of the way of the season uh, of their wins, but the at least the offense, special teams or the coaching or whatever it is, made up the extra 30%. And with the Jets this season, I honestly think that it really was solely the defense that has kept them in play the entire the entire season. The coaching staff, I think, also looks beaten beaten and dejected. Salah to me looks just like the attitude of the defense the last couple of weeks. Um, and the press conferences and everything. I say it all the time that, like, you know, on the sidelines when the the, the shit's hitting the fan and and everything is going wrong for the Jets, mid-game, it looks like Salah is wondering how he's going to respond to the, uh, the, the, the questions at the end of the game. Like, he's not even really engaged in the game, and it just feels like that's where they are right now. So defense and coaching, to me, looks like they're over it. Um, but the quarterback play actually was not – Terrible, terrible the last couple of weeks um, by comparison. Uh, what do you guys feel? What is, like, I mean, how do how do we approach this? You know, w- I mean, what do you guys want to take away from, if anything, what do you want to take away from the last two games as a positive? Aside from Brees Hall, actually, I do want to get to Brees Hall as well, too, because Brees Hall has started to look more like that historic uh, running back that, that, that I've been waiting to see all season. So, but aside from Brees Hall, uh, what do you, what do you guys can what can you guys take away from the Jets? Well, if you look at Brees Hall, um, just just a quick thing, just to show how he's kind of he's kind of quietly become, you know, 
the Brees Hall that we all know and love. Um, I, I believe the last stat that I, the last stat that I checked before this week's games, um, he was sixth in total scrimmage yards in the entire league. You know, so um, you know he's closing in on a thousand yards. Uh, he's had like what I think six hundred yards in terms of uh, receiving and stuff like that. So quietly, Brees Hall has gotten there. Um, in terms of the coaching. I, I don't want to come across as a as a as a Salah truther because I'm really not, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I I do like Salah, I do like Salah as a coach in terms of his ability to motivate and keep these guys still fighting. Um, but his his demeanor, especially in the last couple of weeks, um, especially when you talk about his press conferences, hasn't been great. Um, and, but you know, he had, he had an interesting, um, kind of, a of a back and forth with Rich Samini in the last, in the last game where, you know, um, Rich Samini from the daily news asked him, well, you know, are you angry? Do you show it? Are you going to show it? And Salah was like, well, what do you want me to do? Throw, throw, throw the podium down. You know, I I mean, right. I do remember that. yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there's something to be said that that's not Salah's demeanor. You know, there are some guys that are fiery and, and they'll go crazy and stuff like that, but that's not Salah. So for him to do anything otherwise would kind of be disingenuous. I mean, you, you're not going to see Belichick do that. Why are we not Why are we not faulting But you will see Belichick get mad on the sidelines enough where the players can see it. Yeah, I know, but that's not Salah's style. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you, you got to let him do what he does. You, we don't yeah. know how he talks to them in the locker room. You know, he's more of a positive motivator on the side. Right, exactly. He does the locker room. You can argue which is better or not. Exactly. In the locker room, for all we know, he's probably ripping these guys. I mean, you've seen him bench people left and right this year. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm not too. I'm not too hung up about the whole. Oh well, you know, he's not showing emotion on the on the sideline. He's not showing emotion in the press conferences because you know what? Ultimately, at the end of the day, that's all for show. You know what I'm saying? It's what he does. It's what he does in the locker room and his interactions with the players. That's that's the thing that matters most. And if you hear all the players, they still respect the hell out of him. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not gonna get too hung up on that. But I will agree, his looks in the press conferences are not good. For uh, from a fan perspective, that's not what you want to see from him. So I, I will I will give you that he looks. When he's in those conference conference calls and those press conferences, especially after a loss, he does look beaten down. He does look frustrated. He does look like he doesn't have any answers. So oh, as here- a fan, you look at that and you're like, that's not what I want from my coach. But right. again, right. we don't know what his interactions are with the players. Okay. Right. Well, here's the thing, though. Okay. And, and you know, I want to get Jose's thoughts on this. And just to push back a little bit, it's not so much like, obviously, you know, I think we want to see an angry Sala just because we as fans are angry. But I, I'm not saying that that is that that is what I want to see. I want to see something, anything, because we don't see anything. We don't see, you know, we don't I, see him like huh? I, I, I can't agree with that because, you know what, the, the, there was there was that very, very specific play, like about two or three three games ago where he lost his shit at the end of the game. Okay. Like he was, he was, he was living and it bled in to the press conference. Right, right, right. So okay. To say that he doesn't show any emotion. No, I, I got to push back on that. I, I understand. And, and again, I'm not talking about at the end of the game. I'm talking about throughout the game, because it's one thing to like not show emotion or show all the emotion or throw the podium. I'm talking about mid game when it can affect players. Right. So like even if you if mid game, if like we see mid game and I'm talking about, let's say, percentages, 80 percent of the time him just with completely expressionless, then so are the players seeing that as well. And if we're talking about mid game, like whether it's, you know, Yo, there are plenty of coaches that that are expressionless. Yeah, I was going to say, can, that, I, can I jump in here I, a little bit? I think we're nitpicking here a little bit. I, 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 I mean, what, when does Andy Reid show emotion? Except for like yeah, a couple I mean, weeks ago when people exclaimed like. 
when they were talking about that penalty at the end of the game where Kadarius Tony was lined up off sides, he actually said something, but they were commenting on the fact that Andy Reid never says shit. Okay, okay. You know what I mean? And well, like, it, okay. Mike Tomlin, so forget about the word emotion. Show, hold on, hold on, hold on. Really forget about the word side. emotion. I, engagement. Because here's the thing. I don't see engagement from Salah at all. The only time I ever see engagement is when there's a, mm, yeah, I, I really don't. I really, really don't. When they're coming no, off the I field, you know, it's like pat on the back, on the butt and stuff like that. But I don't really see engagement from Salah up and down the field. When there's good plays, bad plays, mistakes here and there, I don't see that engagement with the players. I see I it from Andy Reid. It doesn't have to be with emotion. The dude's literally running down, running down the sideline. I think I think you're Giants. You're no, 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 I'm not, no, not at all. Look, it's not me. Listen, listen, listen to me. This is me. When a couple of times he screamed at Daniel Jones. That man is running. He's running into the into the into where the the players are celebrating. You've seen him. Especially Quincy Williams, there's that famous thing where they have him side by side. Quincy Williams is doing his famous sack thing, yes. and Salah is right behind them. Come on, you can't say that. I think you're misconstruing what I'm saying here. You guys are misconstruing what I'm saying. Okay, I like when I say get all right. So if there's a mistake, you guys like turnover on downs, or you guys got to punt the 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 football. I not just Dable, but other coaches. I see them go ahead and conference with the players and like, hey, what do you think that happened there? This, that, and the other. I never see that from Salah. I don't see him like going and like kind of have like little powwows with the players just to see what's going on. We just see him com- completely stoically there, waiting for the next phase of the game to to go into play. We do exactly. see him, yeah. We see him happy and, and running down the sideline when things are great. But what coach isn't going to be like that? So let's forget about the positive. There's a lot of coaches uh, that don't do that. Yeah, I don't know any coach that is maybe 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 I don't know any coach that isn't celebrating when the good stuff happens. Okay, but and but but you know again like this is why I say that I'm not asking for him to throw the podium, but I want to see some sort of reaction to stuff. I don't really see reactions from him, and I'm not talking about uh, like getting in a player angrily like Dable does. That's Dable's thing. That's not Salah's thing. But I don't see him. But I don't see him like going. You know, trying to do things mid-game to 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 find out what's going on. You know, I just think you don't see it. I don't yeah, think that's I actually mean, happening. If I, I don't see it, problem, nobody else sees it. That's the thing, coaching. though. This, is, this isn't something that I came up with. This is something that's pervasive through 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 media, through through the fans. Is it not really? That's that's. I, I'm coming up with it for my own. That's in the press I, conferences, like Walter said. On the field, nobody's questioning what he's doing on the field in terms, yeah, of, exactly. in terms right. of actual right. coaching. No, no, we can move on. Then. Then let's, let's, we can, we can making... continue to move on then. I mean, okay. in terms of I, game, I, I, I don't the only reason I see it is because the cameraman and the crews and everyone else is bringing it up, not because I'm looking Ooh. for it. Who's, who's bringing up that on the field he's not engaging with the players? I we have It has been acknowledged – that in the post-game press conferences, there's some strange lack of engagement. Absolutely. I have not heard anybody bring it up about how he's engaging with players okay. on the field. All right. I've seen I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm seeing something different. Like he's I, I'm like seeing he something looks different. He like he's trying to hold it in, but like I've never seen anybody say, like, why isn't Robert Salah talking to his players? And, and you you also have to understand where Salah's coming from because you know what? And, and this goes back to all the way with hard knocks. You know, he's, he's not about – you know, embarrassing him, his players on the field. I mean, you you saw it in Hard Knocks where they they explicitly said, "When we're cutting, we're cutting players. You're not gonna see that because those players demand that respect and that and that thing. That that to me is just exactly who Salah is, and it blends into the sideline. Also, he's not gonna go over and berate a guy in front of the TV. And again, I'm not. You guys are still not listening. I'm not saying to go and get into players' faces. I don't see him, you know, engaging. Like for example, like if a quarterback throws an interception, okay. I don't see him going over and like finally like asking, hey, what do you think happened there? This, that, and the other. He doesn't need to embarrass anybody to do that, but I don't ever see him do that. You guys can point to me when he's gone to a player to like where it looks like he's trying to figure out what happened on that last play. Ever? Many times. I mean, but I've seen him go over to to the back thing and just say, hey, you know, pat him on the buttons, just say, hey, get him next time. You know, I mean, more than that, if you're going you, to ask us to look at film for that, too, like you're going to yeah. you're going to go back to every and game plus, and see how many times he's. I don't, I'm not asking, that's the thing. I'm not asking you guys do, to look at film. It should like be it should be in your mind. It should be you should you, you don't have to look at specific instances, but there should be enough of it where you feel like, OK, I've seen enough of that. I, I haven't I, seen, I, I seen that. I'm saying we have. 
You're saying know? we haven't really seen any any significant difference in that right. in okay. that department. Right. And again, I and I want to bring it up because I feel the like coaching, I want to get to what I actually want to criticize the coaching for, which I think is more important. You're, we're, we're discipline is shitty because you talked about penalties at the beginning of the season. We were actually one of the lowest teams in terms of pe- committing penalties in the first like third of the season, and hey. it's gotten worse and worse and worse and Her worse ring. every week. And I, I think when you talk about what the coaching is doing, hold on, I'll let you in in a second. Let me just no, like, no, okay, okay, addressing this. But like you're talking about, like it's you know the penalties are getting worse and worse and worse every week. We had 12 penalties last week against the Browns, and like. That that's where the coaching is losing me. You have the team that's getting frustrated and getting worse and worse and worse throughout the season, which where I can give you a positive here, like at least with y'all, as your team has gotten more and more frustrated throughout the season, you use it as fuel to get better. We talked about mm-hmm. how Saquon Barkley said that there was a joy mm-hmm. in practices a few weeks ago. But yeah, that's a, that's a genuine criticism to me. The penalties have gotten worse. The discipline has gotten worse. The team has gotten frustrated and it's falling apart rather than actually trying to show something at the end of the season. And, you know, the second half collapse against the commanders and the, the, the lack of anything against the Browns really, other than Brees Hall making some things happen. But like, I, 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 yeah. I wasn't trying to cut you off. I just wanted to make sure that once you're done, we, we can talk about this because like I said before, I have a, I have a take on the penalties and I, 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 I think it's. Yeah. Let's talk about the penalties and then we'll yeah. move on to Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so I, I don't want to put it in these terms. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't, I don't, I don't think that's right anyway. But I, I have a problem with saying that the the reason why the Jets are committing so many penalties is because of discipline, and and this is the reason why. Okay, and and a, a lot of it, a lot of it, when especially when we're talking about defense, I totally agree with you. That that is a discipline issue because what has happened is that the Jets have preached violence, and you know I, I forget the other thing, right? But they they actively engage and want these guys to go after players, right? That's their their brand of defense, right? Hurt the other players, you know, be aggressive, be very physical. So with that, I I will agree with that. On the offensive side, however, I have a, I have a problem with saying that it's all about d- discipline because of this. Okay, we're not looking at an offensive line that's playing their five starters from the beginning. Okay, we're looking at and and again. You you mentioned it. They were better at the beginning of the season. Why? Because their players were still not hurt. And so now what you're doing is, and again, I referenced this before in terms of the Cleveland game, you're down to your last five offensive linemen. It's not a matter of discipline in my, in my mind. It's more a, a, a matter of talent. Because when you've got, you're down to your second and your third backup offensive linemen, what are these guys are going to do? They're not as talented as an AVT or what we thought Makai Becton was going to be, right? They're not as good. So what are they going to do? They're going to go and they're going to try and cheat on, on, a, on a snap to see if they can get the advantage before the defensive lineman does. What are they going to do? They're going to hold because they can't, they can't hold these guys back. You're talking about third-string yeah. backups playing against – premier defensive players you know what i'm saying I so I, I think that argument i guess i i, mean, I think the problem here is not so much a lack of discipline it's more so the lack of talent that the jets have on that offensive line which then translates into more penalties and you see it especially as we've gone down throughout the season the later in the season the more penalties we're getting why because the talent that we have up front to protect these guys and to try and open up these holes, those guys are those guys aren't good. I mean, well, what, let me, tell let me, me what I mean, I just ask this and kind of throw it to you, Gabe. This is literally just a question that if if you can't kind of say in media, it's not a, like a, a discipline problem if the defensive side of the ball is not a talent issue and you're seeing like personal foul penalties like penalties no, I, I, just I, like i said i agree with that. stupid you know what i mean it's still a coaching problem even if on the offensive side it is partially a talent problem that's why i say i'll give it half to you on the offensive right. side but like okay i mean alan lazard is not talented but he was committing all kinds of offensive penalties but kai beckton is not a great talented offensive lineman but he is our starting offensive lineman and i think he leads the league in penalties so, so let me like 
So let That's me rebut that. Issue maybe also partially, but like. But let me also rebut that also. Let me also that. rebut that a little bit also because what what is the thing that we've talked about? you know, a whole bunch of times about with, with regards to the Jets, and that's the lack of talent at quarterback, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So if you have a quarterback that's holding the ball, Zach Wilson, right? These guys can only hold hold back the yeah, defensive line for so long. True. Yeah. And at, at some point, they are going to have to hold. That's just the way it is. So if you've got Zach Wilson holding the ball for four or five seconds, what do you think is going to happen? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. So I, yeah, I think, I think true. it all is interconnected. That's that's my thought on this. It's all interconnected. I think it is. Oh, before we move on, uh, just, you know, going to give like uh, quick stats a, a little bit. Uh, I want to check on that. You know, you guys were were much, much better early in the season, but only in the first three games of the season. So in the first in the first. Uh, Let's see over here. In the first three games, you had a total of 10 penalties, so two, five, and three. But then after that, you guys were, you know, seven seven against Kansas. I'm going to just run down the numbers. Seven, nine, 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 eight, eight, five, six, eleven, eight, seven, fourteen 9, 9, against the Commanders. 14 against the Commanders? I did well, not realize at, that. Look at who, who were playing at that point. Yeah, no, of course. But you guys started your 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 downfall. Right. Your, you know, you went and, and that was off. before that was yeah. before the injuries really kicked third, in. Right. You know yeah, you're right. It is all it is it is interconnected because I think one of the reasons before the injuries really set in, you have other reasons for it. But this is why I think it's both arguments. I think it's yeah, lack agree. of talent as well as discipline. Because when you have a lack of talent, the coach has to teach the discipline. Right. You know, the, I agree. the coach I, has to be, you know, for example, like. Zach Wilson, not not harping on Zach Wilson, but Salah's got to be like, all right, Zach Wilson, we got brand new linemen. They're not gonna, they're gonna give us a ton of penalties the longer you hold the ball. Get rid of the ball faster. You know, he doesn't have the discipline to get rid of the ball faster. That's where you're gonna have the penalty. So it is all interconnected. Yeah, absolutely. Now, and that's why that's why I started with saying, on the defensive side, I think there is a lack yeah. of discipline. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it is it is both. Both things can be true. I you think know. you got a little bit more of a uh, a safety net argument for the offense. That's it. Yeah. But uh, we've spoken enough about the quarterback play this season. We've spoken enough about quarterback play, I think, for more than a season. But um, but you got Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson. Now, here's my take on Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson. I think Garrett Wilson's freaking phenomenal. I think he's awesome. I think he is uh, not as good as he's been propped up to be. Personally, he has dropped a ton of balls, especially late in the season, where I think I think, OK, if you're going to be a, a, a receiver of that caliber of the caliber of conversation that you're involved in, um, some of these drop balls really are kind of uh, inexcusable, really. You know, it's a lack um, of concentration. Lack of concentration, call lack of concentration, whatever it is. He's still dropping the ball. Some of these balls that really would have won you some of these games late in the season would have kept you in the playoff running, honestly. Um, and I think that Brees Hall is being able to kind of like catch up to Garrett Wilson, but it's also because Garrett Wilson, I think, is coming down a little bit. You know, um, of course, if we had Aaron Rodgers in there, we don't know, you know, how amazing Garrett Wilson would have been, but. I think that he's allowing Brees Hall to catch Brees Hall to catch up because he's not playing to the level that he's that 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 he should be playing. I think. What do you guys feel about um, that? I think, I think it's also you got to look at who's throwing the ball to him. You know right. what I'm saying? I, again, that's I mean, why I say that. Like, like it, it, you know, all things considered, if it was Aaron Rodgers, we don't know where he'd be. But some of these balls, even though it might be Boyle, Simeon, or Wilson, he's dropping some balls where. We're excusing it early on, but now it's like, all right, man, come on. Some of these balls you could have caught. Yeah, but but that that really on, though. When you said yeah, that was recent. that was I that think, was like middle of Jose. That was like kind of like in the middle of the season, right? He had like a two or three game stretch where he was he wasn't playing that well. Yeah, you know? I mean, he was also injured too. Remember, he had an elbow injury. Like that's true. All he time. Did. nagging him for three or four games. But I think I'm looking at the last two. I, games. I still kind of like say like that's. That Greece or Garrett Wilson, Greece Hall. Garrett Wilson is probably still the number one talent in my eyes. And the reason is this like, he's not a hands receiver, if that makes any sense. He's a route running receiver. He's the guy that can like absolutely bust a defender's ass and like get super wide open. The problem is he doesn't have a quarterback that can get it to him when he's wide open. And there's a lot of situations we've talked about earlier in the season, midway through the season, even lately, 
where he's been wide fucking open and they don't get the ball to him or they don't get the ball to him in the right place. And that's resulted in some mistakes, obviously. But, like, I think the other thing is, like, at this point in the season, he's already pressing. He's just like, ain't shit else to do. Let me just try to make, like, a couple of fun catches and, like, or, like, I mean, sorry, the opposite. He's kind of pressing to try to, like, make something happen, make even though the season is kind of meaningless, yeah. excuse me, at this point. And I think that's led to a couple of those. And, you know, great wide receivers drop the ball all the time. I, Tyreek Hill just had a couple of busted, you know, catches this this last week, and they got their asses kicked by the Ravens. Um, I'm not saying you're wrong. Garrett, uh, Brees Hall might be the better player in the end. But I think, like, Brees earlier was earlier in the season doing the opposite. He was forcing it. He was trying to push it. He was trying to make too many things happen, and now he's just out there having fun, right? Like Saquon's comment about joy. I think Brees is, is playing joyously. And just, you know, they've also been trying to get the ball to him a lot more, especially as a wide receiver over the last few weeks. They've been trying to open that up and get the ball to him and get him more touchdowns. Yeah, I feel like they have been playing him a little bit closer to, like, the Saquon Barkley type plays. Right. So that's that's my calling. The play calling has been a little bit better in in recent weeks, and and you're seeing it in the the scoreboard because they they are actually scoring. Believe it or not, you know what I'm saying. I mean, that's 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 20 points on the board in this game, even though it was a game where we were. What was it? It was it, you guys were down 37. Simeon, Simeon was throwing, yeah, and Simeon was throwing 5.4 yards per per throw. So I mean, did he hit 60? percent I don't know if he did or not. I think he did this week. I think he had before. Oh, no, no, he did not. 55 percent from the air. Before we move on, though, to the Giants, I, ha- yeah. I have to single out one player, and that's number 11, Jermaine Johnson. Thank you. Jermaine, Jermaine, Johnson, you. Jermaine Johnson right now, he is, he is on the cusp of superstardom. You mm-hmm. know, he really, really is. The, the play that he's had in the last couple of weeks, I mean, I think in this last game, he, uh, he tipped the ball from Flacco and returned it for a touchdown. I mean, I mean the man had also. Yeah, the man has been super incredible. I, I think you're gonna start talking to him, talking about him with the likes of like Michael Parsons and stuff like that pretty soon because that's where he, that's where his trajectory is right now. I hope so. He's been playing that's at that cool. level with the limited amount of snaps that he had. He's he's creating more pressure than some of those superstar edge rushers and getting to the quarterback more often, like with the amount of snaps that he's gotten. That's increased a lot in the last couple of weeks, but. Yeah, yeah. His ability to make plays has been incredible, and it seems like he's getting even better. So I know, and that's a that scary thing worth mentioning. That's so, yeah, he's been fantastic. Let's uh, let's move on to the other team. In yeah, let's go to the team that's actually tanking the right way. <laughs> I only say that because we're we're scoring, everything seems to be clicking, but we're losing just by a handful of points. Both hey. of these games were very winnable. Um, yeah. It kind of sucks because it does feel like the the Giants were trying to still make the playoffs. We did, we were still, you know, a bit alive. Um, had we won that Eagles game, which again I think was very very winnable, um, especially how the rest of the the rest of the league played out that weekend, um, and you know, even losing against the Rams. But it's, again, especially how the the everything played out this weekend, we would have still been alive for the playoffs. And not that that would have meant much, but but I gotta say I'm happy I'm happy that 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 certain things are clicking, and I hope that we're at least ending the season with some some good notes to take to 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 start out the next season with, right? Like I think last season we ended the season like pretty bad, and then we but we got we got into the playoffs, and then we won against Minnesota, but then we receded back to a really ugly game against uh against Hurts and the Eagles. And if I remember correctly, it was kind of similar situation to this year. We, you know, played the Eagles um, at the end of the season a couple times at the end of the season, got completely embarrassed, and then we got embarrassed by them as well in the uh, in in the postseason. And it just felt like it felt like we 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 didn't we didn't go into this season with a, a good taste in our in our, in our mouths, right? Um, this season. Even though we're losing, I feel like I'm taking away some positive considering the situation that we're in with our O-line, with the injuries, the, the issues with, uh, with Daniel Jones and, and all that stuff. Um, I think we did get brought back down to earth, obviously, this season. But 
now we're now now I feel like we're on good footing and we're we're seeing a little bit better play from 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 some of our pieces that we gathered this season. Uh, being able to see Waller, you know, make some make some plays about is really time. nice. So I know it's about time, but he was also out with injuries and stuff. Hyatt is one where I don't know what's happening with him. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a problem. Yeah, I think uh, I think the issue with Hyatt is probably that uh, he is he's just not getting open. It seems like because he he's getting some snaps and stuff, and 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 the ball's just not getting to him because I think that he's just not getting open. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on with Hyatt, but but yeah, this this this, this is where I'm at with the Giants. I'm I'm relatively happy cons- with all things considered because I do feel like every phase of this team is still fighting, still playing, still happy, um, and I still am very confident in the coaching. Take it away. Well, I, I had started our season. Um, ask and I, I asked it a couple of times before. Um, is is this the giant team of the first half of last year, or is this the giant team that trended more the second half? And I think we've we've gotten the answer. It's more the second half team, a team that um, will fight and, and and really really you know play hard and stuff, but still struggle against the top tier teams. You know, this is a team that is probably a borderline playoff team. Um, that needs a lot of help. And I, I still believe that the Gi- the Giants, however, like I said, they, they're they scrappy, you know. They, they, they fight until the end. Um, but, you know, talent is, is what wins these games. And, and right now the Jets, the Giants are, and the Jets for, for that matter, but the Giants are, are se- severely lacking in some talent in some areas. And it, it is showing. Um, throughout the season, like let, let's let's be honest, they should have should have should have won this Rams game. There is there is no there is they bumbled, they should have they bumbled yeah they should have we botched that man three. yeah I mean you had you kick the the tying extra point get a get a you get a, a penalty that brings you to the one yard line and then you throw a a pass there when you could have done i mean i mean no no that one that play was run beautifully yeah but but it didn't it didn't work you know what I'm saying? i know and, and so you, you know again do you do you take barkley who's probably your best player run him straight up the middle you had those are those are lower lower those are higher percentage plays right because you're not you're not factoring a, a throw like this. You lose that, and then the end of the game, where you have a, a, a clearly diminished Mason, Mason Crosby, you get to a point where you he can kind of kick it, and then you don't try and go a little bit further. You know, some of those calls were preferable there. That, man. You know what I'm saying? They did try so, to go further. They failed miserably. They failed, but they yeah, tried. You can't say they didn't try. I mean, there was there was one where Tyrod literally threw it into the ground. I think yeah, and all the players were like, down. "What the hell?" Again, it, you know, so, you know all they can again, do is call the play. Yeah, but the play the play calling wasn't great. I'll, I understand that, that way. You know, you know what I'm like, saying? Like, like, like when it counted, when it counted, you know, our quarterback didn't 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 make it count. Okay, but you know, he only threw one time in that. In that, was it one time that? Once they got it down to like thirty five or something like that, uh, he threw a couple times, both miss, and then uh, there was a run, and that missed as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you got to get a little more creative there. But you know what? That's that's again, that's me nitpicking here. You know what I'm saying? Um, the, the Giants, for they've been playing hard. You got to give them credit for that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, now man. this off season, you got to get more talent. <laughs> that's yeah, just, yeah. That's I, I you know, we're, like I do want to talk about, get more about the offseason, but I can't. I got, I got it. That was kind of my bad. So I kind of got to like stick with this point a little bit longer because how many games this season have we seen the Giants in a winnable position at the end of the game and then yeah. lose the game at the end because of bad play calling, bad play, bad something? Like at, at some point, you have to start to realize that this has something to do with what Dable or whoever is doing in the Kafka. clutch. I put this They're, on Kafka's feet. I'll put this on Kafka just fine, but like it, the play calling either gets too aggressive when it doesn't need to be or too conservative when it doesn't need to be. Like 
why the hell don't you kick the extra point and tie the game at that at that in that situation? You've gotten yourself all the way back. What do you need two points for? You have to go for the win in that situation. I mean, that that's Nick picking, certainly, but there have been at least four or five winnable games where the Giants are behind by a field goal, a touchdown. Y'all march all the way down the field early in the fourth quarter and then lose it big time in the final yeah. seconds for one reason or another. It happened against us. It happened the last two weeks. And uh, if we go through the schedule, I'm sure we could look at a number of other games where the Giants have lost the game in the last five minutes. And hey, that right. has something Jose. to do with what's going on with the coaching recently. And, and just just like you were saying, Jose, um, you, you kicked the, the extra point to, to, to get it there. I, and again, I didn't watch most of the game, but I believe the Giants had momentum, right, going into that fourth quarter. They were pl- clearly outplaying the Rams, or am I am they I wrong losing, in that? They were losing, and the, the last touchdown they scored the, was what, an interception return? or, or No, it was return. a punt return. It was a punt return. Excuse me. And that's where they decided, I think, to go for the two-point conversion for the well play. it's only because if you tie the game then yes. you then then you then you have to still drive down and score again whether it's in that so whether they, it's in that quarter or yeah, in the overtime if you have an they did have didn't they have momentum they at that do, point though. yeah they exactly did have momentum they did that's, what I'm that's why so why not go for it on two at the one at at the at the goal line when you like this is you're gifted a shot in okay into the end zone to win the game Whereas if you kick this, if you if you kick the field goal, you still have to go down once again to 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 win the game. So regardless, you have to go down anyway. Even whether you make the two points or not, you would have to go down anyway. You miss it, you still got to go down the line. You make well, it, you, you still got to go down the field. Okay? Go ahead, which I kind of sort of understand what they went to go ahead, but you could have just hit the one pointer, gotten the tie. And no, then, no, no, no. This, this is this is crazy to me because because if you look at the play, like Barkley was completely open. The play, the play call was perfect. Okay, the play call, like Terod didn't even have to throw the ball call for a two point conversion, maybe, but the decision to go for a two point conversion was asinine. Yeah, when you're gifted, when you're when you're gifted a penalty that brings you right to the goal line, every single team will go for it. Yeah, but you only went, you only moved one yard. Because they were kicking from the two, so you what, every you get an extra yard. So if it's an advantageous, yeah, the every single team you're giving up every single team does the game. I, that's I, crazy I, to me. Yeah, I've seen coaches get torn apart earlier this season for these same. Oh God, that's that's and that's, we're gonna we're right, gonna excuse so, the Giants play calling. So to your so to your to your so so to your logic, okay, they have momentum. So you kick the field goal instead of using that momentum to get your two points. You'll give up the momentum to then have to go down the field again. But how do you give up momentum by kicking an extra point? You're still tied. You still tied the game. And let's let's say that well, they you give up the chance to use that momentum to get the two points, especially if they brought you right to the goal line. What and again, again, happen? I think that this is a huge nitpick because, like, if 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 Tarad throws just a pitch, all he had to do was pitch the ball. Saquon takes it all the way in. He didn't even have to pitch the ball. He could have ran it himself, and it still would have won the game. The play call was fine. The, okay, uh, like I said, the play that yeah. they called was fine. The decision to go for the two-point conversion was not the right decision. And so like, if the play call was fine, then why would the decision be bad? Because they're two separate things. You can say that, okay, again, hindsight would be fine if they made the two-point conversion. Obviously, we can agree on that. But that's a completely different conversation from the decision to go for absolutely it. Not. Those are two that's different crazy. conversations. That's Those crazy. Different that's absolutely crazy to me. I can't believe that this you that have, of all the coaching things of all the coaching things that this is the one say, that you want to hang your hat on. That's crazy. No, no, no. But but think about it. But it's, think this about is the not situation. the first time though. We're, we think can about hit this this one situation. But there's been at least four situations this season where it's happened or late in the game where. The play calling has given up the ghost and just fucked it up and lost the game for y'all. But it's but think not of the also, first situation, and it happened the week all, before. Also, think of the situation. Also, you're at home. This is not like you're you're in LA and you're going mm-hmm. for the win. When you're at home, generally, what you do, you go for the tie because you have your home crowd behind you. Also, I mean that plays a part in it too. You know, I like I could totally understand if you're going if you're in LA. Right, and you've got the ball down there. You go for the two, right? And it, it's all about perspective, right? But you're home. You've got the crowd behind you. You know, you you've been you you've been stopping this team. You know, you've came back from from right. how long, how far? 
you have everything in front of you. So, you know, you kick the, the extra point, you get them on a three and out, and then you go and drive to win the game. I mean, I that that's no because you would have no right? because you would have you would have one hundred percent yeah you would have gotten a three and out in overtime. But don't forget that if we kick the point, okay, we kick the point. There's still uh, how much? I think it was still thirty seconds left in the game, right? No, there was there was about a buck forty at that point. Because remember, oh, okay, so, the then Rams, gonna, so, then, the so then we're going to give them the ball while they still had all three of their timeouts, and we have zero timeouts, and all they have to do is then kick a field goal in order to in order to give us a. They did it. Still the same regardless. You got, you got the ball back. You That's actually had a chance to win the game, and, and Crosby, you know, foobar that. You know, what I'm yeah, saying? he did foobar so, it. Yeah, absolutely. So, you, but you still had the ball back. That's, that's I don't know. I think this is. I think this is of all the decisions of the game. Minutes and twenty-seven seconds left when they got the ball. Back. Okay, I I think that of all the of all the the, the miscues this season, that I think this is this is probably. And I'll say this straight up, no disrespect, but this is the dumbest one to hang your hat on as no, far as an example not, of. Though. Absolutely, I, I, I don't think that this was a bad play. That's your opinion. I don't I think, think that this was really a bad put call. The Giants rose okay. color glasses on when it comes to David. No, absolutely not. I don't think that this was the right a... decision. He made the wrong one here with three twenty-seven. This left is not the, the wrong one. If all they the didn't do was not execute with the play. Field. go for the tie, you don't lose it right there and say, you know what? Because you're, you're, you, your logic you keep using is they're going to have to march back down the field and score those points. They mm -hmm. have to do that anyway. No, they don't. If they score the two, if they get the two point conversion, they don't have to do that. Because as you said, if they score the two points and they, they go three and out, now they got the game for the uh, they, they, they 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 can ice the game. That's it. It's over. Okay, that's why it's not a bad decision. Because then, because now in one in one decision, okay, if you kick the if you kick the field the extra point, you have to come back down in order to win the game. You get the two points, you don't have to do that to win the game. Okay, whether you miss the field goal or miss the two points, you would they still have to, have to come anyway back down. Except that when you conversion. when you make the two points, it's the only scenario where you don't have to come back down when you have zero timeouts left. Okay, that's the only scenario. And the second thing is that the play was perfectly called and it was just poorly executed. Now, if you want to say now, if we want to go back to like, oh, well, they're playing super conservative, conservative. This is one of the reasons why they sometimes play conservative, because in these situations, when you think, OK, he can make these easy plays. Well, he just proved that he can't make the easy plays. So then all of a sudden it's going to be conservative play call. You can't have one and you can't have it both ways. You can't you say can't that, oh, the play, coaching should be aggressive in this situation and not aggressive in that situation. In what situation are they supposed to be aggressive? In the last two minutes of the game, where 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 was it not good enough aggression, and where was it too much aggression? You know what it doesn't make sense like right there. Right you know there, it was too like? aggressive. It feels the like the, game. The, the, the end of the Super Bowl. The end so, of the Super Bowl with Russell Wilson throwing the ball instead of just running it straight up the middle. That's yeah. what it feels like. That's what it feels like. It really, really does. You know what I'm saying? That that's what that feels like. And you know what? At the time, everybody criticized Russell Wilson for that. You know, when you're literally again, on the one yard line and you've got you've got Marsh Marshawn Lynch right there, which can bowl over everybody. You have Saquon Barkley there, who is supposedly your all world running back and you don't give him the ball. It's kind of the same situation. Now, I'm not going to die on, on this hill for this one. You know, I'm really not. I'm we're just pointing this out. I'm not going to die over it because you know what? The coaches make these type of mistakes all the time. So, I don't think it's a mistake. That's the problem, though. Well, it's crazy to think it's a mistake. It. It's Tara Taylor's mistake. He threw the ball in a way that he shouldn't have thrown it, period. Okay? okay. okay. How is it Dable's mistake? How is it Mike Kafka's mistake in this play if Tara Taylor, instead of just pitching it to him, he throws a terrible, terrible pass that's three feet in front of him where Barkley had no potential to get to, to, to not be in the end zone? Right. There was there, there was zero shot that they so, wouldn't have made it in if he just hands him the ball. All right. Well, well, I guess we'll say hindsight is twenty twenty on this one. You know what I'm saying? That whatever. Like I said, I'm not dying. I'm not dying on this hill for this one. I'm really not. I mean, you know, I'm already dead on this hill because we're not going to win this one. But I, I disagree wholeheartedly. I think the coaching was piss poor okay. at the end of the game, and I leave it at that for myself and my own opinion, and allow you to have yours. Yeah, and like like I said, it's I'm not dying on this, but it, it is kind of 
it is kind of a a pattern that we've seen throughout the season, you know, with the team. So that's that's more where I'm coming from with this because I've seen it a couple of times in some other games where you know some of the decisions you can say based on how you want to look at things that can be a little questionable. Like that's all I'm on an injury. That's that's all but again, that's why I said that's, that's why I said on everything that we've seen this season that this is the one that, that we wanna that we want to use. Well that's the what I'm saying. That, I'm not dying, dying on this one. I'm not example. dying on this one. This, this is, is this just is another like example. Putting in your injured kicker and asking him to win the game. It's the same dumbass move. It's just this is the latest dumb- example. Oh, it's just the latest yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. I'll relied on Morstead to make a 54 yard field goal. Boy hasn't made one over 50 all season. That's all I'm saying. And, and, and at least take a know, shot there instead. And like, and like I said, you know, take a shot in the wrong situation. But I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm yeah, and, and it, it's interesting because I, I did see the miss for for Mason Cosby, Mason Cosby. Crosby, and um, the thing that stood out, he was about what they said less than fifty percent from 50, 50 yards. You know, for so career or whatever for his is. career. Yeah. Is crazy. Yeah, well, you know, we you know we, what I'm we, we we lost so, all our kickers too. So, you know. yeah, I know. I, like I said, injuries injuries have to play a but lot. That's on that's on the coaching also. Yeah, no, Nobody well, injuries has to play a lot. You said that. you know when it when it comes to when it comes to the fate of both of our teams. You know what I'm saying? Because quite honestly, injuries have have been a plague in the NFL and the NFL just period. You know what I'm saying? No, like and fail, and fail sounds right. I like yeah, NFL. NFL. That, that is true. I mean, yeah. there, there was that graphic with the AFC East, right? The quarterbacks, only five teams still have their week one starters as of this week. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, injuries have played a huge part in the fates of both New York teams. They you just know, haven't just destroyed teams like the Browns as much as they destroyed us, I guess. Yeah, well, you okay know, to have Browns, four different quarterbacks if you're the Browns. The Browns, we didn't touch about this, but I'll say real quick: the Browns, um, their organization actually dealt with their injuries far better than the Jets did. Far better. Yeah, and the Jets and Giants. Yeah, far better. You know what I'm saying? And you know, for the Giants, you know, I think it, it was a matter of I think you were really constrained by the cap, so you couldn't go out and get a lot of yeah. guys. I think that's yeah. part of it. With the Jets. It was just Aaron Rodgers, you know what I'm saying? Aaron Rodgers really, really hamstrung us salary cap. in terms of in terms of the quarterback because, like I said, you bring in Aaron Rodgers, the first thing he says is, I want uh, Boyle as my backup quarterback, and then you have the Jets saying, well, we need to keep Zach as our backup quarterback. Guess what? You got no backup quarterbacks. So there it is, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, so that's, that's what it is. Um, I, I think we're done. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, obviously, we still got to look at We got one more week still to look at. Uh, do we really? Huh? Do we, we do? really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, we do. <laughs> We've got one more week of this season. madness. What happened to 16 games? Oh, my gosh. Okay, whatever. I think we have let's to play talk. one more. Well, hey, listen. We... Listen. The the Giants, in terms of, let's let's talk Tankathon real quick. The Giants can get all the way up to three. Right, um, next week, I believe the the lowest they can go. If I have to check this, is eight. The Jets conversely can get only as high as five, but the worst that they can do is twelve. And they're gonna do twelve because they're probably gonna beat the Patriots in the one season that they probably shouldn't beat the Patriots. But you know what? <laughs> but you know what? If they if they don't beat the Patriots, what happens? The Patriots then get a higher pick. And then it's Tom Brady all over again, and it's yeah. the Jets' fault again. Yeah, that's right? what I'm saying. I think I think okay. like watch watch the Jets actually come out and like beat the Patriots. Uh, this is. So this let me is ask bad. you. Let me let me ask you, Gabe, as a non-Jets person. Okay. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. The Jets, we know famously, have lost to the the Patriots sixteen straight times. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is also Bill Belichick's last game. Mm-hmm. This is also a game that if the Patriots lose, they get a better pick and probably get their their future quarterback for the next 10 to 15 years. What the fuck do you do as a Jet? <laughs> I'm I, you know what? I, I, I think I think that uh is, is this is not the most impossible, but yet 
the most jet thing to have as a last game. So the most the, the most season, the most right? Belichick thing that could happen is that he allows himself to lose, uh, to yeah, to to lose on purpose and then leave New England with one last uh one last present for the Jets, which is a win when they need it the least. Uh, he's oh gonna God. take away the Jets. It it might be the last chance that that Belichick has a chance to 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 fuck the Jets. You know, depending on where he goes. You know. Uh, after this, or depending on if he retires, if he uh, if he screws the Jets over, what better way than to than to uh, than to take away their their next ten years of quarterback play? So, um, I I if if Belichick truly does hate the Jets, he lets the Jets win the, win this weekend, especially because he doesn't care about the Patriots anymore. It doesn't it doesn't matter to him, you know, where the Patriots are. If the Patriots, you know, where they are on the draft, where they are here, there, and that, and the other, it doesn't matter because it's going to be gone, right? So what does it matter, you know? So for him, if it doesn't matter well, anymore, but he does still hate the Jets, this is how he this is how he does it. I, I guess you could say it matters in terms of his legacy, right? Because it's going to be a bad look if he um, does lose on purpose, right? You, you got a, a guy who's trying to be the most winningest coach in NFL history. Spygate and the Flakegate does leaves, not bother him. Yeah, if I guess. Gate doesn't bother him and his legacy, then neither will this. Yeah, I guess you're right in that instance. What about you, Jose? What do you think about that? Pardon me. So I think um, I think actually it's going to be a little bit of the opposite. I think Bel- Belichick is such a vindictive motherfucker that he's actually going to try to win this game so that he can ruin the Patriots' draft position just a little bit and make sure that they don't ever win again as long as he's alive. So I think he's. I think this is like um, the closest in a meaningless game that Bill Belichick will ever feel like it's the Super Bowl in his life. I think he's going to go insane coaching-wise in this game. I think he's going to do things he's never done before in this game to try to win this game. And I don't think the Jets are going to win this game. I I mean, if there's one thing that's been proven over the last couple of seasons, no matter how bad the Patriots get, we still lose to them. And I think that's going to be 17 – that's going to be 17 straight to this asshole. So here's yeah. the thing. Oh if he beats you, if, if he beats you, here's yeah. the thing. So if oh he beats you, if you guys lose to, if you guys win, okay, it's 16 and one, but then you lose a quarterback for the next 10 years, right? Potentially, potentially. Okay. Let's just say that. Let's just, right. let's just play a little bit with the fates. If he wins, then Bill Belichick would have won an entire NFL season against your team. <laughs> So that's pretty freaking bad. Now, as far as the Giants go, um, I actually think that the Giants will will win this game because I think that the Eagles, uh, if the Eagles are smart, I think that this game is now officially meaningless for the Eagles uh, because the, the the Niners have the Niners have clinched the the division, I believe, as well as number one seed, um, and I think the Eagles are definitely going to get the second seed, or I believe. Whether they win or they lose, maybe, right? No. If if, aren't, if they, aren't they still fighting with uh, Dallas in terms of? Uh, are they? It's not seated already. Hold on, let me see. Yeah, they're tied. Uh, no, nah, never mind. Philly. I thought I thought, I thought this game didn't matter for Philly, and I was gonna I was gonna no. suggest that like it would be smart for them to like sit back a little bit in this game. But yeah, Philly, they're gonna Philly, Philly and Dallas. Yeah, Philly and they're Dallas are both eleven and five. So this this game means a lot to the Eagles, you know. So, yeah, never mind. That's why. Yeah, that's why I, I I really think that the Eagles are gonna come out with. Uh, both guns blazing here. Yeah, know. we're gonna get screwed. So, um, but you know that you never know. There's a chance. So, um, anyways, so I think that's it. We got one more episode to record for this season, uh, and I think that we'll probably do a a, a playoff uh, postseason playoff uh, recap episode after that, and it'll be the end of the season for us as well. Wait, 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 which wait, doesn't, I, which, 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 which only sucks a little bit. Okay. I didn't get my Giants prediction. I didn't get my Giants oh, prediction. Oh, my bad. Sorry. You won't let me do that because I think you're going to win. I think the Eagles, the Eagles are one in four over the last few weeks. Their, their pass defense yeah. has been horrendous. Their play calling has been awful. And they've lost some, some truly mid-ass teams. Yeah. Uh, y'all have kept it competitive. 
And I think as long as y'all can clean up what I perceive, I will say I perceive them as late game mistakes. I think you'll win this game. I think you're actually going to win this. Game. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, I don't think you think were so because... going to a couple of weeks ago because we talked about this, but I think you'll pull this out. I'm sorry. Continue. No, no, all good. I, I, I don't think so because here's the thing about the Giants and the Jets. Much like the uh, uh, the Giants and uh, the Eagles, much like the Jets with the Patriots, we are we are unfortunately the this Eagles team's get right team. Yeah. So just like the Commanders are our get right team. The Giants are the Eagles get right team. And right now, the Eagles desperately need to get right. And what better opponent in the entire league than the Giants to get right against? I'm praying for y'all. So, you know. Um, in yeah. In MetLife. So, it isn't MetLife. It isn't MetLife. Yeah. Let's not forget that the Eagles, they do travel well. And it's quite easy for them to travel to MetLife. <laughs> oh, that, that'll suck if, if there's like a ton of... Eagles there's gonna be there's gonna be man like uh, the, the philly 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 is going to yeah absolutely and let's not forget here's the thing about metlife why it doesn't make sense for us is that it's in jersey and jerseyans they consider themselves closer to philly than new york to be honest yeah there is a lot of fans philly fans in jersey yeah exactly and so, it's not that far for them to get there so yeah all right. So anyway, that's going to do it for us. Don't forget to like, rate, share, and subscribe. Uh, hit us in the comment section. Let us know what you guys think. We got one more episode to go. I'm looking forward to uh, the talk at the end of the season, as well as uh, give our playoff predictions uh, and then see if they come about. So um, for Walt and Jose, I'm Gabe. Go Giants. And go Jets. Peace out. Bird.